Okay, so now we get the quote from Rand, and the quote from Rand is, quote, Thus, the process of forming and applying concepts contains the essential pattern of two fundamental methods of cognition, induction and deduction, the process of observing the facts of reality and of integrating them into concepts is, in essence, a process of induction. So let's just repeat that. Let's just keep that in mind. This is what Rand is saying. The process of observing the facts of reality and of integrating them into concepts is in essence a process of induction. So that's what she thinks. She thinks it's a process of, of observing the facts of reality, of observing the facts of reality, observing. I know I'm laboring this point, but I'm presuming at least some objectivists will be listening to this. What a Popperian would say, what I would say, is that that claim is just a fundamental misunderstanding of how concept formation, as you're calling it, occurs. There's no process of observing the facts of reality. Let's consider an example. Consider observing stars. What you see at night are cold, dim, tiny pinpricks of light. For eons, our ancestors used their senses to observe those facts of reality. But those observations got them not one jot closer to reality. Reality, so far as we know it, always partially, always imperfectly, consists of stars, but they're not cold, they're hot. They're not dim, they're bright. They're not tiny, they're vast. You don't get that by observation. Observation of the kind you're talking about gives you an entirely misleading picture of reality. Popper explained what we do has nothing to do with that kind of observation. Instead, first we conjecture explanations. We begin with our guesses about reality. We're walking around with knowledge already. Then we use those observations to check those explanations against reality. Observations are crucial. I'm not saying observations aren't important for the generation of knowledge. I'm just saying you can't derive the knowledge from your observations. So the process is nothing like Rand imagines. Moreover, we never get the facts of reality. What does that mean, the facts of reality? The facts of reality, that's the domain of ontology, what is true in terms of actual reality. But we only have access to ontology, to, to ultimate reality, to the facts of reality via an epistemological process, the construction of knowledge. And the construction of knowledge merely represents our best understanding of reality, understanding the truth of reality. We're representing that. We're not getting to it. It's, it's confusing our understanding of the thing with the thing in itself. And our understanding is always error-prone, open to interpretation and improvement. In fact, that's how progress occurs. We begin with errors, with problems, and only by correcting those errors, finding solutions, do we make progress. The actual process of concept formation, knowledge creation, is about observing, yes, but not observing the facts of reality. It's about observing scant bits of evidence, little bits of light, we guess, coming from the sky, we guess. Now we try to understand. We could be deceived or simply an error. After all, the ancients thought that the little bits of light were coming from not this thing, the sky, they were coming from the celestial sphere. There were, there were holes in the celestial sphere coming from a uniform light source further off. We try to understand, but we could always be deceived or in error. It's a, it's, a, it's a long chain of further guesses and careful checks by putting things actually between us and the stars. Glass tubes and computers, the telescopes and instruments of astronomy, they bring us somewhat closer to reality, but never at it, never to it, never at a final explanation, never to the facts of reality. We just refine and improve our knowledge. And eventually, after lots of work, in this case, millennia, centuries, decades in terms of astronomy, we gradually 
gradually accumulate better ideas by correcting our errors. But if it was just a process of observing the facts of reality, we'd just look up and see burning hot furnaces of nuclear fusion in the core of spherical objects occurring at hundreds of millions of degrees happening many light years away. But we don't observe that. We, do, we observe none of those reactions. In fact, what we understand tells us that it's impossible to observe those reactions. We can't observe those facts of reality. That Those reactions in the core of the star are in principle, unobservable. No instrument can get there. Anything made of matter is going to be vaporized, turned to its constituent particles. It'll be unable to send information back to us. If you don't like that example, consider dinosaurs. No one's ever going to observe a dinosaur, the facts of reality about dinosaurs. What they're going to observe, David Deutsch uses this wonderful example, instance of, of this. You observe rocks. Some rocks have strange patterns in them. These patterns are things called fossils. To some people, most of us now, they, they look like animals of a sort, but nothing that walks the earth. Well, what are they? It took decades, centuries in fact, to figure out what the heck these things are. Now, how old these rocks were, how old these fossils were. We interpret stuff, we eventually build up this story called an explanation, a scientific explanation of fossils. And that, that scientific explanation invokes these things called dinosaurs, something we, we don't observe. We don't observe dinosaurs. We observe rocks again. Yeah, there are movies like Jurassic Park where they, they show you these dinosaurs running around, but no one's ever seen that in real life. It's fiction. What was it really like back then? Well, we've got some ideas from scant evidence. Bits of rock <laughs> taken from deep under the earth. We're not observing those facts of reality. We're guessing this explanation. And once we've guessed it, we go out and we compare our guess to further observations we make. But every time we dig up a new fossil, we often get new problems. This one doesn't make sense. Why is this one in this strata, not that strata? It seems too old or too young. What's going on here? We thought these things were like lizards and they should have been cold-blooded, but now they've got feathers. They're more like birds. What is going on? There's so many problems with dinosaurs. The theory of dinosaurs. Not that they didn't exist, but we don't understand it because we can't just observe the facts of reality. If we could, then everyone would understand dinosaurs unproblematically. We don't. <laughs> we don't observe the facts of reality. Rand is simply categorically wrong about this. We interpret little bits of evidence and gradually build up knowledge about reality. The so-called facts of reality come at the end of this story. They are logical derivations of the explanations. Where do the explanations come from? The explanations come from problems we encounter that require us to conjecture them and then test them using observations. If we don't have a problem, then we don't have, we already have knowledge. And then the question is, well, how did we get that knowledge that we're already walking around with unproblematically, so to speak? Well, you've got to go back to a time when you did have a problem. Okay. And why did you have that problem? Because, well, you had that problem because some of the knowledge you were walking around with at that time didn't seem to fit with what you just observed. You, you encountered a problem. What do you mean that knowledge didn't fit with the observation you make? Where did you get that knowledge? And so it keeps on going back and back and back. But you always start with this knowledge, right? You're walking around with this knowledge. And then it's a problem. Then knowledge and problem. Then knowledge and problem. You're not going from the observation and putting the knowledge into your head. That's like the bucket theory of knowledge. You're just filling your head with observations that are giving you reality. It's a very mystical idea. It's like divine inspiration or something. It's false. Now, Rand was obviously an, uh, an avowed atheist, rejected supernaturalism, but this is a supernatural epistemology. It's saying that via some magical process, the knowledge is there in reality, and you just have to have it transmitted to your brain. But how? How is this concept formation done? Well, it's done inside of your mind. 
by conjecture. So this idea that we have this process of observing the facts of reality and integrating them into concepts, and that is the process of induction, conflates actually the era of empiricism, that we observe reality or the facts of reality, and that other process of the same name, induction. Traditionally, always used to label a process of moving from singular instances to universal laws. Everyone knew that couldn't work. It was a problem. It was shown it couldn't work. It was strictly illogical. And Popper solved it all by saying, look, you've got to accept the fact it doesn't work. It simply doesn't exist as a process. It's not valid. So it's not a thing, so therefore knowledge can't use it. Give up on it. Do away with it. We can discard it. Deduction's a thing, but not induction. You don't have to try and ape what's going on in mathematics. Mathematics produces mathematical knowledge. You begin with the axioms. You follow the rules of inference. You get to your conclusions or theorems. Very well, that's mathematics. Right? Now we're talking science and other stuff. If you want to say, well, it's got to work the same way. You've got to start with something like observations. They're axioms and then you go through some process of concept formation, we'll call it, and then you get your knowledge. You're trying to shoehorn a mathematical process into science into some other kind of area where where you don't have axioms to begin with. The whole problem with that, by the way, is that you don't know the axioms are true in mathematics anyway. Uh, Proof is not, strictly speaking, a a method of generating mathematical knowledge. It's 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 a computation you do to show that theorems follow from particular premises. I guess you could call that knowledge, but it's a very narrow kind of a thing. So Popper just said, look, knowledge doesn't begin in observation. It begins in problems. From there, you make guesses about reality and you check those against reality. And all of that process checking occurs out there in the objective real world. It's not a parochial subject activity of minds.